Good afternoon, church family. During our midweek devotionals, we've been looking at this idea of wisdom. And we've been reminded from Scripture that wisdom is the ability to live skillfully in God's world. He created the world, and he created the world by wisdom. And so it makes sense that we look to God and what he says is wise to know how to live and operate in his world. Praise God that he's not been silent. He's showed us how to walk in wisdom. Wisdom is not just knowing facts. It's actually something that stems from or originates from a relationship with God in which we reverence him, fear him, trust him, and follow him. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, Scripture says. Well, last week we looked at the role of truthful speech in the book of Proverbs. This week we return to the Psalms as a prayer guide in God's hymn book to help us sing and pray truth about God in order to strengthen our faith and grow in wisdom. And as we've been doing, we're going to rotate between Proverbs and Psalms to grow in this wisdom. So our plan today is very simple, to read, reflect, pray, and praise. Uh, Let me again encourage you to, to pause what you're doing as you listen to this devotional. If you're able to, to take out your Bible and follow along as we look at Psalm 62, carve out about 15 minutes Free yourself as best you can from the distractions around you, or you can include those who are with you in the room in this process of praying and reading and reflecting. But that's what we want to do. We want to read, reflect, pray, and praise this morning using Psalm 62. Let me begin with reading Psalm 62 to us this morning. To the choir master, according to Jeduthun, A Psalm of David. For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will you all attack a man to batter him like a a leaning wall, a tottering fence? They only plan to thrust him down from his high position. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Put no trust in extortion. Set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase... Set not your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God, and that to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love, for you will render to a man according to his work. Psalm 62. Now the situation for Psalm 62 is is actually painted well for us, in verse 3. We know that David is the 
the author of the psalm, according to the title. Uh, the, the, the term Jeduthun refers to a Levitical priest who was involved in some of the music ministry of David's, uh, uh, David's reign, but David is the human author of the psalm. And it seems like David's, again, on the run for his life. If, you've, if you're familiar with First and Second Samuel, uh, you'll see at certain times he's on the run for his life. It could be uh, from, on the run for his life from his son Absalom, who's trying to kill him. It might be when Saul, uh, the, the previous king, was trying to dethrone him or kill him. It might be a, another nation, a foreign nation, who's out to dethrone him, dethrone him. We're not exactly sure the exact circumstance, but we know that he's, he's not doing well. And, and verse 3 specifically tells us how he feels. He, he gives us a, a visceral depiction of, of his heart and how he's feeling. He says in verse 3, he feels like a leaning wall or a tottering fence. I remember growing up, we had a fence in the backyard that when the soil got so uh, wet and the wood of the fence got rotten at a certain point, the, the fence began to lean. And it looked like if you just touch the fence, it was going to fall over. And, that, and that's how David feels. He's so afraid, so tired, so weak, that if you nudged him at this point, he feels like he could fall over. His life could fall over. His, his, his place in, in Israel could fall over. You ever feel that way? You ever feel so weak that you feel like a leaning wall or a tottering fence? Well, friends, if so, Psalm 62 is for you. So where, where does David go for help? Where does he go for guidance and strength? Well, very helpfully in verse 9, he makes it clear that his help is not other people. He puts both the strong and the weak on a spectrum, and he says both of them are lighter than a breath. If you put them on the scales of salvation, they are but a breath. They're, they're not able to help him. And verse 10 makes it clear that it's not wealth that would help him. Over and over, Psalm 62 reminds us that his help, his strength, his help, his guidance comes from God and God alone. Notice the repetition of that idea. Verse 1, for God alone. Verse 2, he alone is my rock. Verse 5, for God alone. Verse 6, he only is my rock and my salvation. And so Psalm 62 is an invitation to join with David to come to him in prayer, to find God, to be our rock, our refuge, our salvation, and him alone. Psalm 62 breaks into three sections, uh, each composed of four verses. And the textual marker that shows us this uh, breakup is the term selah, a term that likely means to pause and to reflect. So we're going to look at those three sections, verses 1 through 4, verses 5 through 8, and then verses 9 through 12. We're going to reflect on what he means real briefly before we pray together. In verses 1 through 4, he, he basically describes his situation, how he feels, how he feels under attack, and how he's looking to God for his salvation. Verses 5 through 8, he speaks not to God, but he actually speaks to his own soul. You'll notice that the, the object of his his uh, the object of his words or his audience is himself. He's, he's speaking to his heart. He's speaking to his soul. Soul, get in line, right? And, and, and Martin Lloyd-Jones, who wrote um, a book called Spiritual Depression, refers to this as preaching to yourself. Very helpful term. He does this in Psalm 62. He also does it in Psalm 42. But in this case, David knows the truth, and he's reminding himself. He's preaching to his soul. Soul, rest in God alone. Don't go anywhere else. Don't look around. 
rest in God alone. Verse 8 is a wonderful invitation for us to pour out our hearts to God at all times and in any situation to come to God as a refuge. And then finally, in the last section, verses 9 through 12, he reviews the vanity of trusting himself. He reviews the vanity of trusting in other people. Again, if you put other people on the scales of salvation, they are lighter than a breath. They are a delusion. Whether they're really strong and really capable or really weak, anybody, including our own self, are not capable of saving our, us ultimately. We need to look somewhere else, he says. The same is true of wealth and riches. Yes, with wealth and riches come power and influence, but David reminds us they are not worthy of our trust. They're not worthy of putting our heart, resting our heart upon, because one moment they're here and the next they're gone. God alone is our rock. God alone is our salvation. And the psalm ends with a reflection on how David knows that. How do we know that God alone is our rock and our salvation? Very simply, because the Bible tells us so. Or David's way of saying that in verse 11 is, once God has spoken. Well, what has God said? Well, God reminds us in his word that power belongs to God and steadfast love belongs to God. And so because power belongs to God, because God is a God of, uh, of steadfast, unfailing love, David knows that he can trust in him and trust in him alone. And Psalm 62 is his invitation to join with him to pray that way. Friends, we have read Psalm 62. We have reflected briefly on what it means. So let's take some time now to pray through Psalm 62. Friends, wherever you're at, let me lead us in prayer using Psalm 62 as a springboard. If you will, please join me. Father, we come to you today thankful that when we are weak and weary, when like David we feel like a leaning wall or a tottering fence, we can come to you. You invite us to come to you. And so, Lord, as we come to you, we pray that you would be our rock, our fortress, our refuge that makes us strong and stable. Lord, we pray that, that you would be our refuge in this. We bring to you the various things that threaten us, that, that threaten to shake us. Maybe it's illness or the threat of illness. Maybe it's our trouble in our job or our need for work. It might be the trouble that we're experiencing in our family, with our kids, with our parents, with an in-law. Maybe it's difficulty with a, a roommate or a coworker or some other relationship. It might be difficulty in our marriage or the concerns and fears about the political climate right now. God, in, in these and so many things that threaten to shake us, we pray that you would help us to, to cast our burdens upon you, to pour out our hearts to you specifically with those specific details of our lives. And Lord, right now we praise you that as we do, that you are the God who sits on the throne and rules and reigns over all things. 
We thank you for the reminder that when the nations rage against you and seek to dethrone you as our king, that your response is not to worry and fret, but to laugh. You cannot be challenged or threatened. Because of you, we shall not be greatly shaken. And so, Father, we pray that even now you would help us to fix our eyes on you, knowing and believing that you will keep at perfect peace those whose mind is stayed upon you. God, our hope is in you and you alone. Lord, we we continue to pray that you would search our hearts. Lord, we pray that you would reveal to us in the ways that we have perhaps put our hope in lesser things. Whether our hope is in ourselves, another person, our bank account, or some idea, or some circumstance. Lord, whatever our hope might be in other than you, we pray that you would reveal that to us and that you would not only reveal our false hopes and what our hearts might be clinging to, but give us the grace to turn away from that and to trust in you and you alone. Lord, even now, help us to bring the specific concerns and burdens and to lay those at your feet, to lay them on your broad shoulders as David calls us to. Father, when we hear the whispers of our sinful flesh, when we, when we feel the pull of the world that's opposed to you, when we hear the lies of Satan, great, grant us the grace, as David did, to, to preach the truth to ourselves, to say to our soul, soul, wait in silence for God alone. God is my hope. God is my rock. God is my salvation. So soul, wait on him. And Lord, as we do that, we pray that you would strengthen us. And Lord, we even pray that if there are other people in our lives, friends, other members, family, that that is struggling in this way, that we would remind them of these truths about you. God, we praise you for your word to us this morning in Psalm 62. We praise you that you are a God who speaks to us. We praise you that, that your promises are true, that you are a God who keeps his promises. We praise you that you, that you have an unfailing love towards your people. We praise you that no one, absolutely no one who waits on you will be put to shame for having trusted in you. So give us faith and strengthen our faith through your word today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, church, praise God that he is our rock. He is our salvation. If you're like me, though, there are times when we can know certain truths in our head, but that eight-inch trip from our head to our hearts is a difficult journey. So we need, to, we need to pray. We need to keep praying. And we also need to use the ministry of music to sing, to help those truths sink into our hearts. And so this week, again, Jason Brown and Mike Rogers have recorded a video of the song, Rock of My Salvation. And, and we've done this because we've, we've had a chance to read and reflect. We've had a chance to pray God's word. But now we want to end our time this morning by singing the truths of Psalm 62 and using the, the lyrics of the rock of my salvation to raise our affections and our trust to God. So let me encourage you right now to pause what you're doing. Go to our church's YouTube page to listen to the song, Rock of My Salvation, and to join in singing Rock of My Salvation with, with Jason and Mike as they lead us. We've also included the link 
to this song in the website or our podcast, whatever means you're listening to this devotional. So let me encourage you to take a few minutes right now and to respond in singing these truths with us.